everyone welcome back to the second shot all-american golf podcast i am your host tom as always here with my co-host phil phil how are things today tom i am doing lovely enjoying the hot weather and i love my driver (laughs) nice nice (laughs) um (laughs) today uh we got a good guest today we got luke muller luke is a uh soon to be um, player for Northern Kentucky University, as well as um, just recently helped Highlands win the high school state, Kentucky high school state basketball title. Awesome guests. You get to learn about his, uh, the golf outing that they do in honor, or uh, well, in, in Luke's name. You'll learn about that story. Uh, you'll hear from his father, John. He'll talk about that as well. Um, great interview. Stay tuned for that. But first, let's get to this week's shout outs. Phil, I will uh, go ahead and start with you here. Well, first off, got to shout out uh, Kevin Spank M. Halls. Uh, it was off the record, but Luke did give some credit to uh, Kevin M. Halls on some of his success, especially out at Highland Country Club. So got to throw Spank out there, give you some love, Spank. Uh, other shout out, I'm going to go with the 26th Metropolitan Mixed Championship. We're going to call out some uh, – some winners of that. First of all, from the championship flight, the winners were Doug and Yune Mueller. So congrats to them. The Nicholas and Sorenstam flight was won by Daniel and Laura Dieters. And then the Palmer Lopez flight was won by Jack and Shannon Knapp. So congrats to all three duos. Congrats. And for anyone who doesn't I don't think you explained it, Phil, but Kevin M. Hulse, we played with Spank. His nickname is Spank. or Well, we didn't play with him. He was a former uh, Mount St. Joseph University golfer. Also got engaged this past week. Congrats, my friend. Yes, fellow Wilmingtonian. Known him for a long time. Congrats, Kevin. We uh, we got to play some golf soon. So my shout-out for this week is for the – Women's Ohio State Golf Association, the Women's Ohio State Amateur um, Champion, Allie Green, um, former, looks like, Lakota West player, as well as played at Ashland University. Um, congrats, Allie. That is, a, that is a big win, bringing it back here to the city. Yeah, that's not an easy tournament to win. Uh, also, it was won in 2019 by uh, Ms. Jamison from Hillsborough. So this... This part of Ohio is starting to rep in that championship. Absolutely. That's, it's, yeah, I, I you know, anytime you bring home a, a state amateur, um, that is, uh, you're doing some good things. Amen to that. Ohio's pretty, uh, it's got some pretty tough fields in golf. You can't underestimate it. For sure. You know, to touch on all the shout outs, uh, it is very difficult to keep up with the amount of golf tournaments going on here in the city. Um, I, I would recommend for people to, Follow the Southern Ohio PGA as well as the GCGA for any updates on tournaments. 
I think the GCGA is posting literally every single day a new tournament winner. Um, it's honestly pretty crazy how many tournaments they host. We can't keep up with all of them, um, but we're happy to just shout out a few people each time on each episode. <laughs> And uh, I also shout out to Todd Johnson for continuing this successful summer. I'm sure they're enjoying being able to have tournaments every day and uh, just goes to see how successful and how much hard work goes into hosting these tournaments for sure. Absolutely. Episode five guests, go ahead and check that out for sure. Um, But now on to our conversation this week with uh, Luke Muller. Enjoy it. All right, everyone, please welcome our next guest. He is a Highlands High School graduate, as well as the Kentucky Junior Amateur Champion in 2021, and a soon-to-be NKU golfer. Please welcome Luke Muller. Luke, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, first of all, I guess if you could get us started out with just, you know, what got you into golf and uh, maybe a little brief, you know, background on your just athletics in general. Uh, I mean... Probably just going up to playing at the Highland Country Club when I was younger with my dad. Uh, a couple weeks ago, some videos popped up on our on my dad's phone of me playing when I was I was probably like nine or ten, seven or eight maybe, just swinging and riding around in the cart at the country club, and just kept going up there during the summer, and then kind of turned into a year-round thing. Just got the golf bug and. Still got it. And also, you're a star basketball player, if I recall correctly. Yeah. I mean, just started probably kindergarten basketball. Just kept playing. Luckily, I got a group of guys that started playing in third grade. Three of us kept playing until senior year, and they were on that state championship team with me. So just playing with those those kids just kept me interested, obviously. And then we just had – those guys just we got really tight even outside of basketball and other sports like we all played baseball too and uh football against each other so it was just they're all kind of in the mix and just good friends so you with your three-point shooting you'd have been a very good fit for our uh intramural team in college tom and i were on a team called threes for daddy (laughs) we just we shot nothing but threes one game and got brutally just destroyed that game but it was fun yeah that that's our thing golfers we don't we don't like too much contact that's why we play golf um talk to us a little bit about how you decided to play golf over basketball in college what what went through that process uh it was definitely a lot of thinking and uh a couple years planned ahead but i mean i kind of Figured out I wanted to play either one of them in college, probably sophomore year, high school. Started shooting numbers in golf that kind of gave me some confidence to think I could play at that level. And then just playing some good basketball, too, throughout the summers. Got invited to some camps that had a lot of college coaches and stuff at them. But, I mean, just it was kind of just down to the end kind of thing. And uh, made the, I made the decision – I don't really know when exactly I said, all right, I'm going to play golf instead of basketball, but I committed to NKU in October, but that was before really any of the basketball got into that year. So I got the senior season for basketball, was just kind of playing for fun, which I think made it a lot easier on me too, without pressure, trying to get coaches looking at me and stuff like that. So 
But, yeah, it was a really hard decision. I just figured I could take golf a little further. There's a lot of six six white kids that can shoot out there. <laughs> so what went into the decision for choosing um, NKU? I know I don't know how many other offers maybe you had, but, but why NKU? Yeah, I had two other offers from uh, Kentucky Wesleyan and Moorhead State, but the recruiting got pretty slow with COVID. And what I was supposed to play in some bigger tournaments uh, last spring and right or yeah, last spring and right before COVID. But like it was literally like that week. The next week is when everything got canceled when I was supposed to go down to Florida and play in some tournaments. But those were going to be kind of big recruiting trips and they got canceled. So I just got I played every opportunity I could, which there wasn't a lot last year with COVID, but. Luckily, it's opened up, and, I mean, just NKU gave me the best offer and option, and I just felt like it was the best fit, too. What are you going to major in when you go in the fall? Uh, I think business. Not completely. Oh, you know, that's the smart decision. It's yeah. better than the decision I made. Phil's a history major. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Laugh it up. <laughs> So transitioning from high school to college golf, I mean, is there anything that you feel like will be like, what do you feel like the hardest transition will be going from high school golf to college golf? Uh, I mean, college golf is usually like 36 holes in one day on one of the tournament days. So I think obviously it's going to be hard for everybody, but for freshmen, especially, and then just for anyone in general going into that college season and also the weather from everyone I talked to, it's not the uh, college golf isn't the best weather to be playing in, but makes it a grind. And I kind of like that a little bit because it takes a lot of the field out most of the time. You like softer or firmer courses? Uh, depends, really, how I'm hitting the ball. I guess, obviously, going into greens, I like to be softer, but when it takes some distance off the drive, I guess longer course, I'd like to be firmer, shorter, softer, probably. Say we just can't have it all, can we? No. <laughs> I loved playing in the spring because Tom would always get mad at me that I flew my ball past his ball. Of course, he plays the bump and run, so I can't really compete with that in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how how you choose to practice. On days when you're prepping for a tournament, does that require less – range time more course time or is it going to be more range time less course time what how do you uh how do you determine that uh kind of i mean the course i play at doesn't have a range so i hit a lot of on course shots and go out there bag of balls and find different spots and hit hit shots that i think the course might show look going into the tournament but spend a lot of time practicing my short game just no matter what, chipping and putting. I think that's probably the most important part of the game, and I just spend most of my time practicing chipping and putting, and that's probably my strength. And what courses does NKU all play? I know Highland, I believe, is one of them, but what all courses and where do you guys practice at? Uh, so, yeah, Highland Country Club just became our home course this year. Uh and then Elks Run will be another one we play at a lot, which a couple of my teammates went out there like last week, and so it was in pretty good condition. So 
that should be good. And then uh, World of Golf is like our kind of winter area. Uh, it's got a, I mean, it's nice enough if you get your team in there and just hit balls and they got a nice putting green in there and they also have a nice outdoor range. So that's, and then just ranges we can find around and courses we can, we got a couple play, other courses we can play like Eagle Creek and uh, just, I think we may be able to play Summit as well a little bit. So just kind of courses around. Yeah, we practice at uh, World of Golf in the winter as well. It's a, it's a good little facility yeah. in that little indoor with the indoor putting green and like that indoor hitting net. Um, and they got, I think they got flight scope and a couple other things in there as well. They have TrackMan in there now. Okay, they have TrackMan. Okay, they had flight scope when we were yeah. in there, which I don't, I didn't exactly love that. TrackMan's much better. Yeah, TrackMan. <laughs> Having uh, fifteen Mount St. Joseph golfers in that little area was kind of dangerous towards yeah. our senior year. That. Uh, that wasn't the best thing for us, but uh, how does your basketball mentality help your golf game? Uh, I mean, it's kind of different sports, obviously, with like team sports, and then turns into an individual sport most of the time. But when in high school, golf golf's a team sport. But I just I think golf probably helps basketball a little more than the other way around. Just you got to stay locked in and focus for a whole 18 holes, which is a lot harder than people think. I mean, if you, you could be four under par and make one bad swing and go back to one under two over or two under just like that. And just got to be locked in the whole time. And I think that helps basketball games. I mean, stay locked in for all four quarters and just, uh, I think golf, like I said, golf helps a little towards basketball more than the other way around. So going into your summer schedule here that you just had, or, well, I guess you're still playing a little bit, but talk to us a little bit about the uh, Kentucky Junior. Um, I heard or I saw that that was your first individual victory, which was I, I felt shocking. I know you're a good player. Um, you know, just talk to us about that tournament and, and, and your mindset, you know, while you're playing. Yeah, uh, I went into Neville Mead blind. It was my first first time playing that course, but – Right when I got there, I was hitting it pretty well on the range. And going into that, I obviously knew the field was super strong, so I knew it was going to take something pretty far under par for two days. Uh, just kind of, I mean, I hit my driver really well, just kind of found a swing, a repeatable swing. Uh, just that course, I just stayed out of trouble. There's not much trouble there, but a lot of that heather, a lot of kids hit it in the heather. It's tough to get out, but I stayed out of there and didn't make many mistakes. I mean, I was putting pretty well, obviously. Uh, I I hit the ball pretty good, but not as good as I could. But I, I had it I had it going pretty well, which is when it clicks, it clicks, and it was clicking that week. Were you kind of surprised that you came away with the victory? Um, after. After the first day, I was in the lead, and then on the first five holes, I got the two over. So I was kind of like, I might have just blown it. But I I made a couple pars to get, get myself settled back, and then I birdied two. I birdied – started on the back, so I birdied 16 and 18 and got back to even going in the back. And I was like, all right, I can go. I can go now. So I think I shot – yeah, I shot three under on the back and 
I got to 10 under at one point, then I bogeyed uh, 17, but I kind of, they had live scoring, so I kind of had a little bit of a cushion. Kid got in at seven under earlier in the day, but when I got to 10, I was kind of, I was like, all right, I don't think I can mess this up. So I was pretty comfortable at that point. Now, have you played um, com- like competitive golf, like in those type of tournaments for a while or not as much because of basketball or is that more of a recent thing? Yeah, definitely not as much as most kids I compete against, but because of basketball. But I've, I've been playing competitive for since like seventh grade. I won a couple of those like 1905 junior tours when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. So, But I mean, those aren't really major wins, but yeah, I've been playing not not as much as most of those kids out there, but I've been I've been playing a lot still. Yeah, I can tell you that Phil and I would count that as a win. So we'll say you have at least three or four now. Yeah, I got a couple uh, <laughs> flags. <laughs> okay, well that's good. <laughs> yeah, all this isn't even in the same zip code as the leaders in some of the junior tournaments I played in when I was younger. So I I definitely take that as a victory. Heck. Can you talk to us a little bit about how important or how supportive your family has been in your journey? Yeah, it. I don't think people really understand how different families can take different events in your life, but kind of talk to us a little bit about how important they've been to you and how important and supportive they've been to your career. Yeah, I mean, obviously wouldn't be able to do anything I do without them. Uh, my family... My my main family is very important, but everyone else around me in the community is super supportive. Uh, this guy right here, Tim Price, pretty big supporter. Um, a lot of guys uh, just growing up playing at the country club, gotten to know a lot of the older guys, and they're just always rooting for me, and it's a big deal. Gives me a lot of confidence and just a lot, a lot of a lot of support around the community. And now that we bring up uh, Tim, and I know your family as well, um, if we could bring on your father, John, uh, John Muller, uh, to talk about the Luke Muller golf outing and basically why it got started and, and what you guys support. I know it's something we would be happy to you know promote for you guys and, and happy to talk about. So if you could, John, just you know take it Great. away. All right. Well, thanks for having us on. And yeah, we need to get you guys need a uh, foursome. In, uh, we do, Luke Muller. I totally agree. October 2nd, this year, October second. So it was, uh, you know, Tim's here and can talk about it, and then co-chair now Terry. Um, it's a pretty amazing thing. So out of out of some real bad, we were able to make some real good, and. The first two years, Tim put it on for us. I think he had a hard time finding even even 12 teams to play that first year. First two years, it was at Davout and uh, got some people out. And it was just, on the one hand, it just it just gets you together, take your mind off some things. So I don't know if it's on the background or not, but when Luke was four, he got diagnosed with lymphoma. Literally on July 26th is the day that uh, they did the biopsy. And we had his diagnosis. So, and from that day forward, they got the biopsy so they could um, design the chemo. The doctor really wanted, because I don't know, there's there's 17 or so different types. And he said, I really need to get this biopsy so we know exactly what we're going after. And it was it was literally July 26th. That's weird. I didn't even think of that. 
Um, so the golf outing is a way to, you know, cause it's not just Luke and Luke probably doesn't even remember much of it being four to six is when he went through his primary treatment. And, uh, and that's good that he does that. Right. So that's a good thing. And I think he knows from the outing and the, and the support people have for him that, you know, being a member of the community and giving back and all those things that people are so supportive of him that he also like that. I, I happened to get to see the last nine of that win the other day because they started with the weather. They had a delay. So we worked. And I got down there for the last nine and every every kid came up to him, and said, hey, great. Congrats. Congrats. And every single one. He said, well, how'd you shoot today? He said, thank you. And then he said, well, how'd you shoot today? And just kind of being more interested in in them than. I probably would have been going around. I know Tim Price would have been going around waving our finger in the air with a victory flag. We would have been out on the 18th green, pulling the flag off the pin and uh, keeping it. Uh, <laughs> but Luke's not like that. So, um, yeah, so the outing has grown and grown. And unfortunately, Kitten County shut down one of the 18s on us and because uh, we had been – 12 wow. years in a row maybe 13 years in a row this is the 15th year so probably 12 years we we sold out all three courses that's huge that's 54 <laughs> right. holes that's a i've seen i mean i've seen a lot of large outings but they're only they're only on 18 holes so that's um which course did they close yeah. down fox run they asked you i think they got some consulting uh okay it's, it was it was so it was hard to maintain that's a hilly course hard to maintain so very Pioneer and Willows. Um, on two. Yeah, we're 323 on two courses. Yeah, 323 on two courses last year. Oh my and so we'll again. So it's a long day, but people know what they're in for, you know, and they're they're not not everybody's there for golf. We got some better golfers, but we also got a lot of people that just couple a lot of couples play because they're supportive and uh it's it's when you um when you drive up that day, it's like one of my favorite days because if whoever's been to Kenton County before, they've got a gigantic parking lot, right? Because they had three courses, and uh, when you drive up to that lot, and I'm I'm rarely early that day, um, so driving up there is just amazing. It is amazing all the people that come out. To support Luke and also over the years, it just it just piles on. So every year that we have a beneficiary, part of what Tim and Terry ask them is, you know, you're not just in for this year, you're in forever with us. And we want you back and back and back. So each year, some people bring some more back and um, it's just been a real a blessing to be able to make a lot of good out of out of what was bad so and you guys choose different beneficiaries like each year or is that just based on people you know or how do you guys choose that yeah you want to talk about that a little uh, it seems you... like they choose us yeah that's what it seems like they choose us you know we try we, it started out with the intention of children kids going through this but pretty quickly it changed the second couple of years we had a, a, a lady going through breast cancer and then We've had some kids again and some teenagers. And this year is to adult family, uh, family men that it just, they've been involved with the outing over the years, helping, working. Um, so 
it's it's a blessing not to have kids this this year and the last couple of years, but also it's it's a good thing to be able to to help some people. And if people do want to learn more, it's lmgo.org. You can register, donate, be a whole sponsor. Um, you guys, it looks like, have other sponsorship opportunities as well at different dollar amounts. Um, definitely go check it out if you want to go support the outing. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Great. Great. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good thing. And that's what, and that, I don't know, you asked Luke a little bit, so I'll say real quick that that, that, uh, when you're coming back from going through chemo, there there ain't a whole lot you can do, right? So there, fishing and golf seems to be something that you can you can do, and even if it's a few holes. So we we uh, it was particularly healing for us. So we would just go chip and putt, and um, like right when he was sick, so not long after the summer after kind of getting better. So he still had a lot of the effects of chemo. He and I went out on the back nine and one of those hill, one of those, the back nine is pretty hilly at Highland and we're driving down number 14 and he rolled out of the cart. And so he's rolling, he's sliding on his back down the fairway, just laughing and laughing. And I said, whatever you do, don't tell your mother, just that's whatever you do. And as uh, soon as we got back to the pool, he goes, guess what happened to me? And, but whatever. It's been a great, that's really been a nice thing. It's been a good part of the healing part of his life and our life. Because the other thing with the LMGO that Tim started doesn't just affect the person going through it. It affects the whole family. He's got two sisters. Um, and uh, the proceeds from that we use, we, we give to the whole family. And they can do what, whatever they need to do with it. So. Um, it affects everybody, but yeah, so come out October 2nd should be a great, should be a really good, good day. Apparently we need to implement a, uh, golf cart role during the outing afterwards. <laughs> His mom played volleyball at Moorhead state back in the day. So you know how volleyball volleyballers can roll pretty well. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it must've got, he must've got that from her. Cause he just rolled down there like a, it was awesome. Is that the downhill par four or 14? I believe that is, right? Fun downhill par four. And it was uh, it was an adventure that day. I would have laid like a beach whale. You, you say the back nine silly. That whole course is silly. Not yeah, just the, not just the back nine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for telling us all about that. Like I said, it, it, that's it's it's really awesome. Um, we hope to hopefully get out there this year. I would I would love to. So, yeah. well, Terry Terry being in it with us now, she is uh, amazing. Uh, Tim's always been gifted at it, but adding Terry to the mix has really it's just taken it to a whole different level. We have the online auction. I'll even plug that. And uh, COVID kind of taught us that, and that's a far wetter far better way to run um, each side that we choose. They have kind of a captain, you know, you don't ever ask the person or their family, but they have a champion, so to speak. And that champions gets all kinds of, they rally up and get the different items and things that we can use for, for gifts. And then we're able to put those on an online auction site that will be posted on that LMGO.org site. And it'll be open the week before um, the outing. And uh, that makes it a cool, cool way to participate as well 
Awesome. Well, yeah, if Terry's involved, I, I believe there's a lot of good things going on. You should have seen my rehearsal dinner. It was fantastic. <laughs> I can only imagine. First class. First fantastic. Class. <laughs> yeah, was Phil was there. <laughs> I got fatter that night, too. <laughs> it happened. So when you got Luke again, what do you guys think the, the biggest transition to college golf was? I'm interested what, what you guys think. Oh, uh, for me, it was time management for sure. Uh, managing the class schedule and playing golf and the travel and all that stuff. That is, that is definitely different because high schoolers like that's just that set structure. You know, you're going to the class from, you know, 8am to 3pm, whatever it is. But in college, you got to manage your time. There's a ton of distractions. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the time management, uh, definitely the, the biggest transition. And then in terms of like the golf, uh, I would say length of the courses for sure. It just gets longer, which uh, for me is not great. Um, so uh, for yeah. Phil, that was okay. But yeah, that, for golf, it was definitely the length of the courses for me. Uh, you just you learn who to surround yourself with. Um, you try to I, – I went to Mount St. Joseph not knowing anybody. So I think that was an advantage I had. Um but you just you leave your ego back at home. And you just learn who you really are, and don't be afraid to be who you really are. Just go out and do your thing. And uh, I agree completely with the time management. Make sure you get all your schoolwork done, and then you can start playing countless games of NHL with uh, your roommates until two a.m. and uh, yeah. a lot of Call of Duty and uh, some intramural basketball and sprain yeah. an ankle here and there. So. Uh, you just you have to have fun with it, but you also got to be smart. That's a tough balance to have, especially when uh, when you're on a sports team. So there's no doubt in my mind you will be just fine. Agreed. And now that you bring up basketball, Luke, I did want to ask. Um, that was you brought Highland, or well, you and your team. And I, just, I know it wasn't just you. You would never say that, um, but. You brought a, the first high school basketball title to Highlands, correct? Is that right? Yeah. Talk to us about that season. I mean, did you, when you guys were going into the year, did you feel like you, I mean, you, I'm assuming you maybe felt like you had the team to do it, but talk to us about the season and uh, what that was like bringing it back to the community. Yeah. Um, la I mean, last year we kind of ended on a kind of a rough note, just losing to Cubcat in the regional finals by five and, I think that kind of fueled fueled us a lot. Uh, I remember looking up at the scoreboard last year, kind of thinking, "I hope we play them again in the same spot." And uh, we 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 worked hard uh, with the trainers and just got we just had guys that went wanted to be in the gym without even being told to be there, and that was a big deal. But uh, just a lot of hard workers, and it and it uh, got it really it showed this year, but. Just our team going into – it was a weird year with COVID, uh, knowing there's going to be no fans. I mean, no, one, no one's gone through it, so it didn't really feel like a disadvantage. But I think it was whoever handled it the best and kind of stayed out of – I mean, we took some sacrifices staying out of big groups of people. And our whole team kind of bought into that. And there was definitely some teams that didn't do that and kind of paid for it but we never had to quarantine this year which was super lucky but uh yeah just great coaches and we just 
I, I wasn't very shooting the ball very well at the start of the season. So I kind of got a little uh, nervous about that, but kind of brought it back mid-season. And I think everyone started clicking. And then once we got the postseason, we just went on a big run and playing some good basketball and got it done. And what was the reaction like? I know Highlands is, you know, they're they're very good in terms of football and just sports in general. And there's a lot of very alumni that love love their school. What was the reaction like? Uh, it was huge. I, I mean, my phone the day, even during the state tournament and uh, that night we won, I mean, I had hundreds of texts from just people, friends, family, just everyone, just all the support. It was crazy. And I know a lot of my teammates had the same thing. I mean, it just meant a lot to us to do it, not only for us, but just for Highlands, for the upcoming kids that get to see that and know they can do something like that. Um, we had special players, obviously, but uh, a lot of those younger kids have a lot of talent. Even this team coming in this year is going to be very talented and if they keep working hard, they gotta. They definitely have a chance. So we we always ask our guests two questions. So the first one I'll ask you is talk to us a little bit about your favorite courses in the greater Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to have to say Highland Country Club for one. You're allowed to be biased. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I've just played that course so much. I mean – um, around here, um, uh, that's a tough question. Mm, I kind of like playing, uh, four bridges. I played there at, uh, the Met qualifier this year. I really like that course. Uh, I just like the way it's set up. A lot of people I talked to didn't really like it, but for some reason it suited my eye and, there's a lot of tight tee shots out there, which is kind of kind of weird to say I like it, but I guess I, I was hitting it well and just played that course well. It was fun. I think I was one of those people who probably said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, I that know course I is, been. That course has not been friendly to me. They had the four ball out there, right? I think it was the four ball they had at Four Bridges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Luke, are you a are you a Skyline fan? Skyline Chili. Yeah, I am. what yeah. is what is your Skyline order? Uh, medium three way with two cheese conies and a Mountain Dew. Two cheese conies with mustard and onion, or plain, or mustard and onion for sure. Mm. He's manning <laughs> up. <laughs> it's true. I can't do the onion. I can't. <laughs> I, I have to be feeling frisky if I want to do the onion. <laughs> Very frisky. Before we wrap up here, any more upcoming tournaments you got? Um, I know before you get started here with the uh, with NKU, um, any more upcoming tournaments you got for the uh, rest of the summer? Yeah, for uh, winning that uh, Kentucky Junior Am, I got invited to a tournament called the Northern Junior. It's in Connecticut, New Haven, or what is it, New Hampton, Connecticut? New Haven, Connecticut. And I looked up that course, and it looks like a pretty legit course, so I'm excited. But, uh, yeah, that'll be my last junior tournament and probably last tournament of the summer. If you're going up to New Haven, uh, that's like the pizza capital of the America, so have some good pizza while you're up there. Yeah, I looked that up there. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, follow some uh, pizza reviews on uh, Barstool, and you'll uh, you'll get your full rundown on that. I think one of his favorite spots was there. But, oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It definitely is. He he loves uh, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Loves loves him some yeah. New Haven, Connecticut pizza. I think yeah. he had a nine point two up there. So yeah. Yeah, you're heading into the right direction. Yeah, that's tough for him. It <laughs> <laughs> is tough. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, Phil, do you have any burgers, <laughs> ice cream, baby? <laughs> any any other questions, Phil? No, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you to your dad, John, and thank you to Terry for setting this up. It was a pleasure having you on. Yep, appreciate yep. it, Luke. And um, also, again, if anyone wants to check out anything about the golf outing, the lmgo.org, the Luke Muller golf outing, October Saturday, October 2nd at the Kenton County Golf Courses. Check that out, register, donate, um, do all that good stuff for us. Yeah, no one fights alone. Absolutely. Thank you again, Luke. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, everyone, Tom here. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Second Shot All-American Golf Podcast. Please don't forget to like our Facebook page as well as follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SSAA Golf Pod. If you have any questions or feedback, please reach us at secondshotallamericanpod at gmail.com. And if you could, just please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see you for the next episode. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh.